seal of approval. I guess I'm so. <sighs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play Pictionary podcast. We focus on storytelling, character building. My name is Jameson Oxford. I will be your Sorry. dungeon master. Playing with me today is the captain of artillery, Ryan Santos. Yes, yes. Hello. Uh,. I don't care for Pictionary because I'm not good at drawing. Drawing. Drawing, yes. Fair. And uh, playing along with him is also, let's see, who do I do next? Uh, let's call him the Hero of the People, Aderu, played by Mitchell Travis. Hey, the Hero of the People is Halor. Aderu's a real asshole. Oh, that's tr that is that is definitely true. Never meet your heroes, kids. Big facts. Because when you do, they'll burn down your house and kill your dog. Yes, and you're playing the barbarian shift. I'm a correct? druid, sort of. Ah, that's right. Um, let's try this one. Uh, playing uh, the DM's favorite little bullet sponge, Reyes Kryn, played by Jeffrey Lisk. Yeah, definitely, definitely, just just killer at getting hit. Just love it. Fantastic. Yeah, he's just loving tormenting you. He is. It's okay. Rayisk is an angel of death. I've got thick skin. Not enough. Yeah, not thick enough. <laughs> Maybe take that feat. Anyway, we're a real play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We focus on narrative-driven storytelling. This is our episode 8? I don't know anymore. It's 8. It's 8. We're here. We are uh, ready to get into it, right? Guys, do you guys have any bullshit that you want to say before we just do last time on Torchlit Tavern and start this motherfucking train? No, that's what chat's for. Well, yeah, we did that. Yeah, that's right. What bullshit would I Anything have? Anything that you want the general public to know, not just our fantastic Patreon. Hey, by the way, subscribe to Patreon. You get access to our uh, our BS and our uh, little secrets and chat. our general behavior. If you don't like us, then don't do that. Yeah. If you don't like us, why the fuck are you here in the first place? Yeah. Uh <laughs> Jay, I do have one thing to say before we get started. Sure. Fun pause. Mm. Go find us at TorchlitTavern at Patreon.com. We don't plug ourselves enough. Yeah. Oh, also, watch us weekly at twitch.tv backslash TorchlitTavern. Okay. Yeah, it's always something. Fantastic. Go. That's all they need. Let's start this. Jeff. Let's start the show. Last time on Torchlit Tavern. Black powder. Black powder. I look around, realize I'm not where I'm supposed to be, begin to get alarmed. A halfling-sized, tiefling woman who puts down a book and, Hello, Oresk. My name is Professor Avon Birchburn. I am a primacy therapist, uh, and I am just here to offer the chance for you to talk, if you wish. You cannot hurt me in this space because it is a dream. Oh. A session with me and Halor. But when I reached out to try to cast the spell on him, it didn't work. So if you could please ask him to make sure he has any of his non-detection amulets taken off so that I can contact him, that would be good. They couldn't find your dreams. How do you escape their detection? I don't have anything of that nature. Of note, Roka has a war unit. A large, titanic-sized warforged unit. I will be taking a force now. The Primacy soldiers are being cowardly, and we are going to take that portrait. And she nods at the rest of them. Go with 75. 
for the privacy. My name is Robert! You privacy pigs will never take my tower! His other foot up on the parapet below, pointing at you and cussing, is a halfling dressed in, for all intents and purposes, and to circumvent me doing a bad job, a musketeer's uniform. No cover. No yeah. cover. In the middle of the broad daylight, and they're looking at me to somehow sneak through that <laughs> unsneakable zone. Guys, welcome to the argument. Reyes, you take 19 damage from musket fire. Oh, I'm so down. Oh my god. You hear the sound of literally five feet behind him, a bomb lands. <laughs> Amazing. You watch this man get thrown up and into the air over the top of you. Just turned into gore. Everybody high fives and that's the end of our episode, I guess. That's not true, Jay. I look ragged. We've got a tower to fuck up. You do have a tower to fuck up. North of Bree and Valeria is an area between the hilly country toward the sea and the mountains of Morastia. This area is called the Celis Valley. It is just south of the Celis River. You guys have been moving through it, normally a very marshy territory. It has been a little bit drier than normal, which makes the ground soft. You found that the Valerians have built trenches and a tower. Your guess, if anybody passes a history check, is that they are probably trying to control the mines that this area might be known for. Salt mines, mineral deposits. It's one of the reasons why Bree would also like it. It's why Roca is there with her force to make sure that they drive the Valerians out. You've moved into these trenches and cleared them of that, which has provided cover fire along with the sniper tower to the tower itself. Tower itself, which has come under direct assault by the other platoon, led by number 75, a titanic warforged unit sporting a gun lance and a bad attitude, and also a severe patriotism for the country of Bree. Nine, you are watching as the platoon, your friends, I don't know if you guys are friends yet, but we're getting there. Eric, Halor, and Reyes, you've saved Reyes' life with the cannon, but you're Cannon, you don't have any ammo anymore, and you know that your cannon is not going to be too effective against the tower. So, Nine, what do you do as you watch everyone sort of moving toward the tower attack? You see that there is already uh, movement along the tower top, and you see that the, the other platoon has moved around the side. It looks like they may have breached the door and are moving in. Uh, I'm going to look around and see if I can scan the field for Vivaldi. You see Vivaldi is caught up uh, strategizing and planning with Roca, the, the, the primacy general that you met. Uh, then I'm going to head towards Rask. Okay. You just start hoofing it the 900 yards uh, across the field? Yep. Okay. Do you, uh, are you sneaking to Rask or just going? I'm just going. Fantastic. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, once you're about halfway across the field. Hey, I should get dice. The ritual is complete, guys. I said the thing. Nice. The ritual is completed. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a disadvantaged perception check to see if he notices his prized his prized robot that he loves to have spit on it. Possession. Yeah, his possession. Yeah, his thing he owns. Uh, he doesn't seem to notice, at least not mm. yet, that you've run off. So uh, 
you make it across the field to Reyes, because Reyes did not run with the rest of the platoon to the tower, correct? No. Yeah, I've uh, I've checked my inventory, and I would like to ask Reyes before I depart. Seth, would you like to join us or stay here? Collect ears. I have a potion if you would like to join us. My job is done. I need not go further. Good call. And they released. All right. Yeah, nine. Uh, you're you're about a hundred, two hundred feet away when you see that interaction happen, and Adair takes off. You close the rest of the ground, and you find Reyes. Are you actually uh, Halor? Yeah, you know him as Halor. Yes, I know him as Adaru. And when I say Adaru, we all know who I'm talking okay, about. Okay, for sure. I didn't say it's a nine until you say it as an NPC. You just said he watched Adaru <laughs> walk away, so I wasn't sure. You sure. Know. Yeah. No, I get that. I'm putting my foot down. Yeah, that's fair. But unless it's an NPC, I'm okay. Okay. Don't worry. He'll fuck it up later too. Is it a bad habit? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it is it toxic that I'm putting my foot down and fighting it? Yeah. Yeah. Stay toxic. <laughs> is Jay wasting time? It's okay. I understand because I'm not the one that made it annoying. Am I wasting time <laughs> trying to get my thoughts in order? Maybe. Uh, you you walk up to Rayisk and I walk up to Rayisk, and as soon as I get in range, uh, my 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 friend, my dear friend Walker, yeah. that should still be in Ray's possession, will automatically ping and just give him uh, those temporary health sure. points. Sure. Sick. How many temporary health points? Yeah, how many was that again? A full five. Yeah. Because I did not roll well. Mm. <laughs> hey, that's a 500% gain. I'll you know the great thing it. about not being in a combat situation? You keep doing it until you get the max roll. So if you guys take more than like five rounds, I'm just going to say it's the max. Yeah, what's the max roll I can get? It's a 1d8. Plus my intelligence modifier. Which would be? Uh, a four. Total of 13. Twelve? Twelve. Cool. Um, yeah, you approach. I feel a little better. Steph, are you okay? As you get closer and the thing on my shoulder starts, like, giving me temporary health, I'm like, ping! Yes, I think I'll live. That would be preferred. Agreed. I, I point at the little guy you gave me and i uh i say thank you it was not as helpful when you were away yeah no it works best when i am around it but it was something to give you while you guys were out it is useful it'll work better if you stay near me but we'll have to see if vivaldi will allow me to stay near you guys on missions what daddy does roll no check that's a nat one. Well, <laughs> you're going to take that nat one then, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it seems he's keeping you close. He says I'm important. For what? There's things I'll be able to open at some point. He's not really, uh, hasn't been clear on what those things are or what it is that I can do to them, but I'm needed. So you are some kind of key. I suppose. The sort of yellow S shapes go across the Reyes skin. A key to an unknown lock for a door you've never seen. Strange. I agree. I don't really know much of anything about it, so I can't explain more. I'm sorry. There is no need to apologize. The primacy does not worry about the information its possessions have. 
Are you okay to continue? I will fight no longer. I have done what I needed to do. Would you like me to escort you back to Vivaldi? I'll do a lord a favor he asks. What's that? Ears. Ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, all right. Hello, you are, <laughs> you are moving. Eric has uh, gone ahead and led the charge while you had that conversation with Rask. Uh, you held on to your healing potion, I believe. Maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe he'll die. Yeah, I, that's news to me, man. I didn't think you hated Eric. I thought you and Eric were booze buddies. He's annoying. He's coming up on my turf. Mm. He's flexing my flex. And uh, I'm concerned that he's going to put light on me. He buys you drinks. He's overly friendly. He's got your back in combat, but you don't like him. He's nosy. Man, that's really weird that you wouldn't like yourself. People rarely do, Jay. People rarely do. It's true. It's true. That's why you always kill your clone. Uh, Eric has led the charge. So, you know, he could die. This, you guys were, like, explicitly told that you didn't have to do this. But you and Eric being the gung-ho brobarians you it are. It is fair. Halor has an irrational dislike of, sure. of Eric. It's instinctual. Yeah. Just doesn't like that guy. Something about his face. I don't know. That being said, you and the brobarian are of one mind. And that is that, hey, we did this. Why not go take this tower? And uh, so he's gone that way through the trenches. If you go hurry, you can kind of catch up with him and what's left of your platoon of about, I think it was nine men. Does he have a punchable face? Is that what it is? For Halor, yes. All right. As you move to the tower, Halor, you see, you hear the sounds from within of musket fire and men doing combat. You hear the sounds of bayonets striking each other. You sound, you hear the sound of cutlasses, steel on steel, and cries of attack over the top of it, you hear the voice of 75. Take the tower, destroy the Valerians, end this quickly. And then you hear the sound of splintering wood, and you know that they have breached the tower and uh, have moved in. What do you do? As you guys, you see that your men have come up to a wooden door along with Eric that is shut. Uh, this wooden door is dug into the trench itself and connects directly into the tower at like some basement level. How tall is this tower? A uh, hundred feet. Okay, it's a big tower. All right, I wasn't sure. War towers, they can be like nine feet tall. Yeah, I... I <laughs> that's, that's a question, that's all. I debated as the dungeon master of like, what's a realistic tower? Like probably only 40 feet at the most that they built this little thing to like have a cannon on it. Yeah, it depends on when they but built it. But then I thought, but what's more fun in Dungeons and Dragons than throwing some D6s if anybody falls off this motherfucker? So I decided to up the uh, up the game. I doubled it, just for good measure. Like, what, what's it shaped like on the outside? Uh, what I'm wondering is, I've got pythons and I've got rope. And uh, while hmm. they have big metal bro kicking in the front door, Ooh. I speculate they're probably not looking at the outside too terribly well. I'm wondering if I could fast track my way up that bitch. Now 100 feet is a long fucking climb. Uh, so it's not, like, it, it, it's a wartime construction. I would, like, you didn't get, like, a whole team out here to build a tower. It is tall, it looks sturdy, but I wouldn't say that it was built over a long period of time. It looks hastily constructed. So the mortar looks good and soft. You could probably drive pythons into it. It is a sort of a, a rounded hexagon sort of shape where they just yeah. built multiple walls and stacked them up. So 
If you want to climb it, we can just roll uh, athletics check with the pythons, give you advantage. It'd be slow going, but you can go up the side. Hey, yo, climbing's my thing. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> I asked you if you wanted to come. You didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it would have been so much easier with you. <laughs> I would have had the best spotting buddy. So much easier to belay when a guy can stick to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is Are there windows? Like, what am I looking at? Is the next opening the top floor? What's the... What what are my points of entry? From this side, you do see a window halfway up uh, from within the trench that you were standing. It looks like they have one small slit that they can survey the uh, the trenches from. Yeah, gun slit. Yeah, and when you were on the tower and you got a good look at everything, you did see that there was uh, a handful of uh, gun slits uh, along the, uh, like, what you would guess would be like the third story yeah. higher up that were all aimed like in jet, like in all directions. Are any of those things that I could fit through? Um, higher low. Squeezing through small spaces, you're on oh, my dick again. Hang on, hang on. You're all the dice. I'm gonna say eight. Do you not understand the concept of higher low, Mitch? Eight's low. <laughs> eight's low. I'm just wondering how close I got. Jesus Christ, man. It's, it's what's high you roll? or low. What'd you roll? You're giving me numbers. What'd you roll? I rolled a 15. All right. So, no, uh, it doesn't look like you could probably fit through the air slits. If you go, you're probably going all the way to the top. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It changes my plan slightly. Uh, let me check my inventory. Yeah. Yo, if you have more than 50 feet of rope, I'll be shocked. I've got five 50-foot ropes. What? Whoa. <laughs> For what? That's his armor, apparently. That's how you carry that much. I believe in rope. You carry that much rope by wrapping it around your body like an armor. I believe in he rope. Does believe in rope. <laughs> he didn't want to waste his story points on this shit. That's... Fuck no. Um, That's 250 feet of rope. That is literally has to be wrapped around your body, or you have this big, heavy backpack just strapped down with rope. Yeah, yeah. How much does 50 feet of rope weigh? Yeah, so... Uh, We're wasting a lot of time talking about rope. It sucks. Uh, Halor is going to bring an oil flask up to his front pouch, and he's going to light his torch and uh, hold his torch in his mouth and start climbing. We're going to go by that window. And we're going to give him a present on the way to the okay, top. Okay, uh, roll a climb check with advantage. An athletics check with advantage. Yeah. So Eric, who who sees you getting this rope out, is standing next to you, and he's just like, well, what are you doing? As you, like, put a torch in your mouth and start hammering in your first python. I am going up. They are knowing you're going to come through the door. I'm going to go through the roof. Sorry, Spar, do you want me to join you, or do you want me to just bash in this door? You do as you will, sir. Take the door. Oh, man, this is a tough decision. What you're doing looks fun, but but this door does need to come down. And he uh, moves out of the way, everybody. And he moves toward the door as uh, you do your thing. Uh, what'd you roll? Thank God for advantage. 21. 21. Uh, yeah, you handily start scaling this. Uh, you you hop up onto the, the loam uh, above the trench, and then you jump up, and you get a handhold like 20 feet up and nail in your first python. So you're already started out. Um, and I'm not going to make you roll that again. You're making good progress. I think you could be to the top in about two rounds. Nah, you don't have a climb speed. Make it three. When, uh, when I get to that window, I'm going to take that flask that I positioned in the front, light it, and huck it through the window. Let them deal with that. Okay. Uh, as you move up to the window, through the window, you start to hear the sounds, and you hear the cries of the Valerian soldiers. Ah, oh, no, it's a Warforged unit! Run! Back up the stairs! And, uh, you hear the boom, boom, the clank, clank, clank of 75 as he moves up, uh, just as 
you hear that, you do see a handful of them running through past the arrow slit up a tight spiral staircase. I want to throw it in front of 75. Okay. He's not here yet, right? He's chasing them up these stairs. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm just going to huck it in the room. I'm not trying to get 75, but I'm trying to place it between them. Okay. I'm hoping I can get their big fancy toy to plummet through two floors of bullshit because he's heavy. If you want to hit them, I'll let you tra- hit like the last two that are trailing up or whatever. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, I guess roll. Uh, hang on, I hang you? on, it's hang on. A- we're doing this. We're doing this all wrong. Sure. Perception check. Why? Because are there any powder kegs or powder deposits up here? I feel uh, like that's a, a reasonable question. Uh, sure. Roll, roll me a, a perception check. We'll see if you see anything through the slit. 22. 22? Yeah. You look down and it looks like there is a tipped over keg. It doesn't look like a full one. It looks like a small pony that they were using to reload their, their guns at this window. I'm going to throw out that. I'm going to throw out that. Structural damage is what I'm going for. Yeah, it's not like a full pony keg full of powder, but it's got some. it's got some juice in it. Structural damage is what I'm going for. I'm going to aim for that. Okay. Are you setting a fuse? Uh, no, I'm lighting the oil. Th- I'm lighting the oil flask and hucking it through the window because that's my option. And my options aren't great. Gotcha. Go ahead and roll me a. This isn't an attack roll. You can kind of huck it in. Your goal is to break the flask, get the oil to hit the powder, and preferably do it in such a way that you can tuck your head away from the explosion. Yes. Roll, just roll yeah. me a d20. Yeah. Just just roll me a fucking D20. <laughs> 13. Okay. Yeah, it, it lands in there. You see the oil break and the fire spread, and you see, like, the little rivulet of oil starts to snake through, like, a flagstone toward your powder. Uh, you can start climbing away. I leave. I leave quickly. <laughs> Rayisk, nine. Um, you guys are down in the trenches. Uh, I don't know what nine's doing, but Rayisk is getting, like, his last ear of the bunch uh, do you collect all the ears from down here? Because it's like 10, 12. It's 12. I don't know if Halor is okay with collecting the ears of people he didn't personally murder. I did not see, so it does not matter. That's a homie right there. Hopefully he'll be able to pick out the right ones later. It will be up to him. As you guys say that, You hear a large explosion and a section of window that rises just above where the trench dead ends, like 100 yards or so from where you guys are, uh, explodes outward. Uh, You see chunks fly over the top of uh, the last few men as they break in the door and go into the tower being led by Eric. I step in front of Rask. It's adorable. The stones don't fly nearly far enough to get you guys. You never know. Fuck that, Ryan. Fuck that. I veto J. I veto J, Ryan. Hang on. Hang on. We can veto J now? Hold I don't on. Have a story point. Wait, you don't have a story point. You're yeah, a story you, point? <laughs> none of you have a story, a story point. point that one flies over and hits me so I can yes. protect him. Sure. I'm going to yeah. use a story point. Um, <laughs> Ryan, you take five damage. Do I actually? You protect Reyes from a chunk of rock. Yeah, I use a story point. Everybody gets a story Woo! point. He used Not a story fuck. point to make what Mitch wanted to happen happen. Yeah. Yeah, wow. fuck it. Winning. I also got to hit him. I, I got to hit nine. Hey, you know what, Mitch? Because I use a story point, you don't quite get away from the explosion that you just caused next to you. You take five damage, too. Sure. <laughs> uh, That's fair. That's not ideal. I, I actually already had a story point, so... Well, you should use it more often. I use a bonus Stop action ordering. to uh, make Walker activate, so we both get those back. Like, I rolled <laughs> sure. a uh, perception, uh, 18 perception. 
as this explosion goes off because obviously I'm gonna look at it. Yeah, you look at it, you see it, you see that, that there's a uh, there's just enough room for a man to fit through the crack now. Do I see? Do I see Halor <laughs> on the wall? You see Halor hanging from a rope, like, like just a little bit down and to the left, <laughs> and swing. Like he swings a little bit wide from the explosion, and then comes back to a rest just below the window. Hey, look, there's Halor. Yeah, I go, I go. Uh, I call to him, Halor. We have your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I see Halor, and I go. Of course, he's the reason for the explosion. <laughs> Maximum damage. Look, Halor's the structural damage guy. His whole plan is structural sure. damage. Of every kind of structure. Social. In every interpretation. Ideological. As you guys watch this, you just see Halor start climbing back up. Halor, do you want to go back through the through the window now that you can go in? Or do you want to keep going up? Um, I'm trying to get to the top. My original statement that there wasn't a hole big enough has changed. Well, so uh, is Big Robot still in there? Is Big Robot still going up? As you climb up to the window again, you peer in and you see that the fire has just sort of kicked up. There's like this smoky, there's debris in the area. And you see that uh, 75 pulls his gun lance from his back, uh, kicks a few stones out of the way and walks straight through the fire. You see that his clothes start to singe and it's obvious that he takes damage and doesn't fucking stop. I'm gonna keep going to the top. Uh, my, sure. my plan is to warn Robert okay. that 75 is coming. What a fucking sneaky <laughs> bitch you are. Okay. Um, I tried to slow it down. Didn't work. Uh. So yeah, uh, you guys, do you do anything after seeing this? Just After collecting ears? Honestly, I think what Rayesk wants to do is like not be around like the authority. You know what I'm saying? Like He doesn't want to be asked to do something else. <laughs> You're just going to enjoy time in the trench. Yeah. Go get high in the sniper turret. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. Honestly, sounds like a great time. You're holding a critical position. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you wanted to help, too, there are rifles there. Sniper rifles. Designed for long range. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I want to help. Nine could try. But if I can look through the. Do they have like, do they have like scopes on them? No, not not like that. We've not invented the scope yet. Okay. That's what I have artificers for. What about the silencer? No. I'll work on it. He's working on both right now. <laughs> right now in his brain, he's working. I'm going to invent them. <laughs> going to invent the scope and the silencer. Nine. I don't give a fuck how long you can shoot, but hey, be guys, quiet about it. Guys, we're doing an episode. Please just say the thing. Hey, you want to go get high in the tower? Tonight, <laughs> so we can move on. You want to get high in the sniper nest and talk about silence? I'm definitely not going to say that tonight. That seems wild. Hey, Rance, do you want to go get high in the sniper's nest? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Halor, you're climbing the tower. <laughs> you climb the tower. I will say, I'll, I'll fucking grab one of those sniper rifles and, like, just, like, hold on to it. Do you think we should go help him? He's kind of hanging off the building. He looks like he might need some help. How can we help? They are already. Storming the tower. I can get you up there. I too could get me up there. <laughs> I could get you up there faster. But at the top is Robert. You said that I specifically knew that those guys aren't guys to fuck with, right? I did. You you passed your history check. Yeah. And what kind of dudes are those again? 
They are Knights of the Golden Rose, the king's personal bodyguard and military force. And a Knight of the Golden Rose is not an opponent I would like to take on up close. But we shouldn't let Halor take them on by himself. Fear. I'm going to use my 18 perception to see if I can sight him in with the sniper rifle. See if I'm anywhere near being able to be like, mm, I'll point this thing at him and shoot it once. Sure, roll it. Sure. Roll a hit. Is that adding my dex? No, you're rolling a perception check, right? You want to see if you oh, can well, sight I, and get a. I, you I want to see if you can get the sight. 18. You're going to try to shoot the uh, the Knight of the Golden Rose? I might. <laughs> Risk. I'll fucking fight it. I'll fight that dude from here. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, from here is that great. That sounds good. There's no way he'll be able to hit me from here. Like, <laughs> let me tell you. Sounds great. That's a much worse perception than my 18. That's uh, 11. Okay, at 11. Uh, you see flashes of soldiers along the parapets as they move around. Every once in a while, you do see somebody's head kind of cross. Like, you could hold your action and wait, and you think you could pick pick somebody off if they fucked up. So there are more people than just Robert up there. Oh yeah, no, he's got he's got probably what's left of his platoon is up there with him. Uh, if not going to be the rest of his platoon, because as I described to Halor, they're running up. You can see with the perception check. I'll also say that you got a glimpse of seventy five clanking up those steps when the window got blown out. I'll go ahead and give you just like a little bit of actionable information. You know, sort of that situation going on. I take one of the sniper rifles. I'm holding one. I hand one to Nine, and I say, If you wish to help him, we can shoot them off the top. I am okay not, but I am uncertain he will do well against Robert and his men. Then you stay here, I'll go. I take off. You need not to go anywhere. I'm running. <laughs> Squish, 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 squish down the slightly soggy. Halor, <laughs> you roll a 21 athletics. Your one hand yanks on your rope, yanks you up, and you just drive a python in. You And then, like, you're just, like, fucking moving up this shit real quick. Racing a robot. Yeah, uh, you get robot. to the top, and uh, you hear at the top of this tower, right before you would crest your head, Men, get ready. Everyone has their precautions. They are coming up the tower. They are going to break through the trap door. Are you ready, men? Okay. Do you hear that, pig dogs? We are ready for you. My name is Robert. Come and get some. Uh, when he says that, Halor, <laughs> as soon as he says my name is Robert, Halor yells back, Robert! Wait, fuck. No, no, no French. No French. <laughs> God damn it. He's putting on a new persona. <laughs> but that is also true. My name is also Robert. He's a, no wonder he blends in so well. He's a fucking chameleon. <laughs> He's a fucking chameleon on accident. <laughs> Robert, I challenge you to a duel. Two men only. Before I mantle up. <laughs> How? I don't... Do I have proficiency with this sniper rifle? Uh, yes. Sick. You you are proficient in firearms. <laughs> We're not gonna dicker over it. I love that. I love yeah. that about us. Y'all y'all are brilliant. Um, the only one who technically does not is Adaru because he's... I have had. Yeah. I practiced. He trained himself recently. As you mantle up, you see, uh, like, half of his force, which had their guns trained on a trap door, spins around. As you get to the top of the tower, you notice that the top of the tower looks, like, largely half-finished. They've put, like, sheets of wood to kind of finish the flooring. It looks rickety, and, like, most of it isn't nailed down. Uh, it's fantasy uh, plywood. I don't know if they had plywood or the equivalent, but we got it. 
Lots of planks. Go, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Like particle board? I knew this would trigger one. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I'm glad it did, because I did not have the answer. <laughs> Mitch's random fact. Ow! So, plywood in the conventional modern sense is typically laminated sheets of wood. Now, they're almost paper thin these days, only a matter of millimeters. But laminated glued wood has been used for fortification, specifically for shield, for quite some time, dating back to, I believe, the Viking era. The Viking round shield was in part so strong because it was made out of very thin laminated strips of wood. I think the Roman scutum, which is similar in timeline, was also That's built a dirty in wood. The plywood is actually really old. Fantastic. Scutum. Scutum. He said scutum. scutum. So yeah, there's plywood. It's dope. That makes me happy. It's just sheets of plywood uh, sitting on top of here like it's the top of a construction that's not finished. The stone has not been placed. The the wood is not not well crafted. It's just sort of made with what they had on hand. You see that despite the nature of the floor, as you described, it's plywood. They also have a trap door that is set into what little bit of stone has been constructed up to this level. And you know that that's likely going to lead to the stairway that you saw on your way up. Half of them train their guns immediately upon you, and Robert stands ramrod straight, which is not very tall. He is a halfling. And he turns around, and he says, Oh, thank God, I am taller than him. Oh, yes. You are, <laughs> you are definitely taller than him. You stand a proud 5'9". In one of the rare instances. A proud 5'9 to his 3'2". Hey, I'm 5'7", I think. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. No, he's, he's short. There is not big. No, it's fine. You're No, you're an average height. <laughs> and he turns around and he says and who the fuck are you i am a veru of the broken circle and i am here to undermine the primacy now that i have your attention i advise you evacuate one of their metal monstrosities rapidly approaches did i not see you help take the trench you did evacuate to where <laughs> <laughs> so Aderu, as you've climbed and you take in the scene, not only do you see that they are standing on this construction, you see that they're trained, they got their guns, but you also notice that every one of these men has a rope tied around their waist, and now you take in that the backside of the parapet has the ropes tied off to the parapets, Dope. including Robert. Good plan, good plan. Because nine ran off? How long before I fire my 17 to hit one of them? You have a held action, is what I'm thinking, and it'll be the moments they move. Because right now, there's no one in your sights, but if they move around, you'll get a shot. Yeah, I'm just putting that out in the universe, that I rolled a 17 to hit someone as soon as I see them, and literally anyone. Yeah. Somebody gonna fuck up eventually. So, yep. <laughs> um, Robert, he turns fully toward you, and he, he looks you in the eyes. Broken circle, huh? Yes. And what would cause one of the broken circle to help me now? Because I seek to destroy your enemy. You are a tool to that end. But if you do not hurry, you will be dead. You hear a bang come from the trap door. You watch the hinges and, like, dust on it just, like, debris just shot, shoots into the air from the force of the impact. But what, it seems like the hinges hold. <laughs> we do not have much time. Do they have any powder around? You do not see any gunpowder. Shame. Because <laughs> the real enemy's here. It's number 74. Fuck that guy. I was going to blow his ass to hell. <laughs> you warn him specifically that 75 is on his way, and as, yeah. the, as that gets shaken, he looks down and he goes, Ah, I see the plan has a flaw in it. I did not expect them to send such a powerful unit. Um, tell you what. You've been very friendly. I appreciate it. You should probably 
Leave. As should you. Not yet. And uh, Halor says, uh, nothing personal. Halor is going to ship, and he is going to book. He's going to sprint around the outside edge, because Halor can't be seen up here not fighting. Okay. Roll initiative. We're That's where we're at. Roll initiative. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not near anybody, so I can't do shock and off. Dirty 20 on my initiative, by the way. So that's going to be that's gonna be a 7. I rolled a, a nat Mitch. 15. All right. So as you shift and take off, like, in a round circle, the, the top of this tower is only, like, 30 feet round, okay? Like, 30 feet from end to end. Yeah. You run along the outside edge. You immediately see one of the- That's called diameter. Diameter. Fuck the words. I don't do math. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> What's the circumference, Jay? Uh, your mom. Ha ha ha. That's the radius times pi r squared. I mean, that's pi r... Yes. Pi r circle, Jeff. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking loser. Ah! I got him. Situation. Yeah, so Halor is just gonna hide as best he can behind his shield and take off around the edge, like Captain America, but with only ten hit points. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, sadly, uh, you do do that. That's sort of like the surprise round. But at the top of the round is 75. Rad. You hear another just colliding thump, and you just see his fist shatter through the bottom of this trap door. The entire trap door and its hinges get thrown up in a debris of wreckage, and striding out of that explosion of wood comes a warforged, similar to Nine. It has glowing lights. These are in the primacy red. He levels his his lance. Fucking T-800 without the skin on it. That's what comes out of that fucker. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Because I burnt the skin off on floor three. Yeah, so he slams through the, the floor, and then he levels his gun lance at this, the nearest group and just hits one man who flies off the entire tower. Just flies off the tower carried by this gigantic slug and uh, knocks down two people prone from being struck with it. After his turn, as he enters the fray, it's going to be Rayusk. As these men get knocked to the side, your prepared action, sadly, is just going to be your normal action because you rolled dope on your fucking uh, initiative. But you do see a man gets knocked backwards into your line of fire. Yeah, I shoot him. I rolled a 17 to hit him. What's the damage? It's 46. Huh? No. 46? It's still 46. These just have a higher range. I keep telling you, 46 sounds like a lot of damage. It does. It's a lot. He dies. Uh, 10 before I add anything to it. I add my dex to it, right? You do add your dex to it. 13. You watch that guy get just fucking nailed in the shoulder. You see him spit and go out of your view. After that, Adaru, just immediately after what has happened, you see Robert moves. And he's like a blur. He's He, he doesn't run toward you or at 75, though. You see him dash to the other end, and he pulls something out of his pocket. And he starts going... And you see a small fuse that is poking out of the plywood. And he yells to his men, Men, move your asses! Get off of this tower, now! And you see all of the other men start hustling toward the edge. Uh, a couple of them are actually going to cut you off because you've been heading toward their, their ropes. You hear the fizzle and spark of a fuse being lit. Glad he didn't have the torch I had. Robert stands up and he says, My name is Robert! And I have come to kill every primacy pig dog that you will throw against me. Welcome to hell. What is your name? I'm busy. We've introduced. Nine, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I am 
I have run down to the bottom of the tower and uh, initially I wanted to start making my way up there, but no, I, I can hear that shit is really breaking bad up there. <laughs> so you hear Robert, obviously, as you get closer, you, I'm going to say you get to the doorway. Let's get you involved because you're you've got a long way to go because you got to go up the stairs, too. Uh, I get down to the bottom of the tower and actually, I just look up and I'm going to hold an action. OK. The floor above you's on fire a little bit still. It's uh... Yeah. Tower's seen better days. You see some flames and a blown out arrow slit. You see what's left of Aderu's rope, like trailing off. Um, up and the pythons that he's just got up the wall. His trail that he made. And you hear battle coming from within the tower as the men fight what's left. It sounds like that has petered out and most of the Valerians are either on the roof or are being mopped up within the tower itself. You hear Eric, Eric's voice booming in the halls. That's it. Is he okay? No, he's fine. He's just calling orders and doing war. He sounds like he's having a blast, actually. Oh, okay, fantastic. I'm glad he's having a good time. Good. Uh, Fuck that guy. I'm going to call up... Alar! Alar! Is there a response? So you held your action, right? Yes. That's great news, because it's Adaru's turn. You hear that at the start of your round. Adaru hears that. So where is this halfling in position to the, the rampart that they're prepared to jump from? <laughs> uh, the halfling, his rope seems to be tied up, like, 15 feet away. You know, roll a d20. High or low? Eight. Tell me what it is. I told you. Eight? It's always eight. Did you roll that or is that your guess? No, I rolled an eight. Oh, wow. You said roll a d20. I rolled an eight. That's impressive. Is this a new four? I guessed eight earlier. <laughs> I rolled eight now. And you always guess low, so I'm going to give this one to you. Um, you ran in the direction of him and his tie-off. Okay. Now that I said that, you are closer to his tie-off than he is. Beautiful. So my plan, because I'm trying to rescue this man, is I want to tackle him off the edge and hold the fuck on. And hope that we both don't die. It looks like he had a plan. Are you still tied to your pythons? Technically, that's how pythons are supposed to work. I wasn't specifically tied off. I was just holding onto the rope. <laughs> I was holding onto the rope as a backup plan, but I was not safe climbing. Do not climb like a Deiru does. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, and in response to Nine, uh, there just calls back, Yes, Nine! Busy! Roll an athletics check. As uh, he stands up after lighting this fuse, Brushes off his blues and looks up just in time to get tackled by the full weight of a five foot seven shifted barbarian. P.S. Raging. Doesn't help me here, but I'm doing it. No, it does. Advantage on all strength checks, my dude. Whatever, I'll take it. I'm not going to argue with it. It helps me. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a four and a nine. Advantage. What do you add to it? What's total? It's athletics. So, what do you add to your athletics? Oh, yeah. That's going to be a 14 total. Hey, Is this shit grapple where we both suck? <laughs> hey, man, Robert's master plan hasn't a Deru in it, so I just want to tell you that he rolled a three. He wasn't expecting any of you. This is... It's a total of eight. Extremely fortuitous. Wow. Those are some good dice rolls. <laughs> Bank error in our fucking favor, bro. Yeah, so a Deru yells out to you that he's busy, and then you just see shooting like ten feet out the lip, like to your right. As you look up and like around the tower, you just see a Deru and this halfling in blue and gold just shoot out over the top with him like a fireman's tackle off a parapet. Okay. And you see that there is a rope trailing out from the halfling. Just fucking just spear. Yeah, absolutely. Randy speared. This is the literal yeah. thing that I held my action for because I assumed <laughs> this was going to happen. I'm going to cast jump 
to, I'm assuming that that rope is not going to hold both of them. So I'm going to jump up and try to catch them out of the air, and I will use a story point to do so. Yeah, fuck you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it you're jumping, and you want to just jump and catch them in midair? Yes. Okay. Do you have a plan for when all three of you fall to the ground? I'm a big fucking robot. Yeah, um, I'm not going to make you use a story point yet, because go ahead and roll me a athletics check. Nine is going full Bollywood. Basically, yeah. This is def- This is the. <laughs> yeah. This is the most Bollywood moment we've had. Uh, they were took it to Hollywood, and Nine's taking us to Bollywood. Yeah. My favorite part is that sixteen. His response was, "I'm a big fucking robot," as if him being heavier. Yeah, that, that's wild. Didn't contribute to <laughs> the effect of falling. So Nine, you cast jump on yourself, and you sail out, and they fall about. 50 feet, and you jump about 50 feet and just sort of latch onto the two of them, so now there's a group of three, and you tackle them from the side, and the rope just sort of swings out, and you feel it go taut as it wraps around the side of the parapet that it's attached to. I am absolutely going to try to cut it. <laughs> God, why? Because it's going to fully take Robert's leg off with it. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Oh my God. It's going to be bad for Robert. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to not deglove this man's leg, and I am going to cut the line. You can't do that yet. It's not your turn. But right now, you guys are swinging to the left. The full weight of the three of you have not been put on this rope. We are about to, like, swing back. But that makes it top of the round. That makes it 75's turn. 75, up top, you hear him. No, come back. I will kill this Valerian dog. Then you just, you see, like, two men just sort of get bodily thrown, Reyes, from the, from the roof. You see the rest of them intentionally jump, and you watch a lot of these dangling ropes just sort of, just as these men just sort of rappel down the side of the tower. Uh, Reyes, you could shoot them on your turn, because they are now open. Oh, I can shoot again? Sick. Um, reload. I mean, you didn't move. You would have fired. You would have reloaded. Yeah, at the end of this turn, you'd be fully loaded and ready to fire. Sick. Can I use the sneak attack rules where I just fucking murder someone? You're out of range, I believe, for a range sneak attack, I think. Oh, okay. Robert is just digging on that rope like, this isn't, this isn't how this was supposed to go. <laughs> 30 minutes? 30 minutes? Not one. No. Not 20. <laughs> Not seven. Yes. A nat 20. Whose head are you taking off, bud? This poor random Valerian soldier. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but they're gonna fucking die. It was 4d6, you said? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. What's that damage total? What's, what's this poor man going through? Uh, 29 plus my dex 3, so 31. What does it look like when this guy gets shot while he's rappelling down the side of the, uh, the tower? Well, based on the fact that it's a nat 20 uh-huh. and it's a sniper rifle... I imagine I just blow his head so clean off his shoulders that you barely know that it used to be there. You, you just watch this guy uh, turn into a yo-yo as the rope that he has wrapped around him, his head just disappears from his body and he goes slack and he goes all the way to the ground and then just like the rope snaps at the bottom and he just pancakes on the ground at the bottom of the tower. Oh no, I thought you were going to say it Gwen Stacy'd him. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> wouldn't matter at this stage. <laughs> yeah. You'll know which one killed him. You see the rest of these men uh, move down. They're about halfway down the tower. Uh, you see, uh, technically, because it's his round and we fall on the round that we are involved in, 
You watch. The line starts to swing low. Sweet chariot. Robert, who has his face, like, pushed into Aderu's neck and suddenly feels the weight of a large iron fist grab on around the both of you. Who the fuck are you? He's going to go ahead and uh, pull a dagger. And uh, as he pulls the dagger, you watch it glow. Iron line! Cut the line! With a radiant light. And he's going to try to stab a Daru in the fucking side. Rude. Rude. I will say that because it's... Question. Are we in a grapple? You are in a grapple. He has disadvantage. He has disadvantage. What is your armor class? Uh, I'm going to say that my shield doesn't matter right now, so I think no. that would be 17. 17. He rolled a 11 with disadvantage, uh, so that gives him a 18. Oh, that's bullshit. Oof! <laughs> and he's going to do 1d8 plus... Oh, sorry. This is his rapier. Yeah. I need the mundane damage. He does a d4 plus 2. That's the damage. Daggers are d4s, yes. Yeah, that's dagger damage for him. That's the damage I get to cut in half. Roll that so I can cut it in half. But... The 68 radiant damage from him smiting you because he's an Oath of the Crown Paladin. That's rude. I helped him. Yeah, I'm at zero. Hold on. Definitely. Don't even roll. He had 10 hit points left. Yeah, don't even roll. I don't think you could roll less I'm than not me. sure you can roll less than my Let's health. find out. Fucking rude. I helped I him. I mean, you helped him, and then you tackled him off the fucking tower. <laughs> yeah, to get him the fuck out of there. Man obviously had a plan. Question? Uh, Do I see this going down in the, in the air? So yeah, that's 26 radiant damage. Probably not. Yeah, imagine that, Jay. I'm dead. Real dead. The good news is, is that you are being held to the rope just as tightly as you normally would by the loving and very strong arms of nine. nine. As you feel the rope go very tight and you, as you fade out, nine, you hear uh, Robert go, Oh, fuck my back! My back! Oh, shit! And uh, (laughs) you guys get tight and you're about like 50 feet down dangling from this rope. That's going to make it your turn. So I'm at negative 16 health points. I cut it. Okay. You cut it. Roll me athletics check, and if you do well, I'll let you choose who lands bottom first. Who's bottom? Who's the bottom? I'm bottom. You're bottom? All right, roll it. Yeah, I'm the heaviest one. I'm absolutely bottom. Right, it's D&D. Use me as a landing pad. I'm already at zero. I can't take any more damage. Yeah, you immediately take a death save if you take damage. I'm going to do those all on my own. You can take a failed death save, though. (laughs) I'm going to fail my own death saves. Thank you very much. So you cut the line. I'll let you do it. Yeah. Do you have a knife? Everybody's got a knife, bud. Not in this campaign. (laughs) (laughs) This is not Aether C. Wrong campaign, bud. I absolutely have a dagger in my back. Fantastic. You pull. You cut the rope. Uh, You immediately feel the weight of inertia and the free fall. Because as we know, in Dungeons & Dragons, we all fall at terminal velocity at all times. And you hit the ground. Instant terminal velocity. You take is weird. 14 damage. Robert will take half of that because he crashes into you. Though you are made of steel. Fuck it. You both take 14 damage. Sorry. You are made of polymer. So yeah, as you hit the ground, you guys take 14 damage. Adaro, that is going to be one failed death save. Adaro, it's your turn. Roll me a death save. What do you add to death saves? Nothing. You don't. That is unfortunately nothing. Oh, good. That's a three, Jay. Oh, no. Yeah. Adaru, you, you tried to hold on to consciousness through your rage, and you were seeing red, but as you get uh, stabbed... Oh, when you hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, once you hit the ground... Right when you hit the ground, you are surrounded by a stillness. You feel like you are floating in empty space, but you cannot see. How many times has Adaru died? And this is a question uh, for 
not not that Adaru would remember, but that Adaru, like the truth. What's the truth? Adaru has died like a shit ton. His KDRs and the strong negatives at this point. Adaru has gone through. Adaru is not new to dying, but staying dead is weird, and that's that's not a great thought. In your heart of hearts, you know what comes next. You are filled with the anxiety of someone who knows instinctively that they are about to be grabbed and yanked violently away from a quiet place. You've already failed your second death save. You feel a strange emotion as the moment you expect passes. Impending action has given way to stillness. Normally, this moment is so much faster. You're jerked in and out of death. This place is familiar, like a secret tunnel a child might use. What is the strange feeling that Adaru feels in this moment. Dying the real death? Your, your your physical memory doesn't typically remember these moments, but when you're in this space, it is purer. There's, not, there's no brain getting in the way. This is your soul's memory. And normally you'd be yanked back to life, but you didn't. I am a wordy son of a bitch, but I think the best way to phrase what's going on right now is his soul is going, fucking finally. It's about fucking time. Okay. Not his conscious self. His conscious self is panicking, but his his sub his metaphysical level is just like, finally this this shit cycle is done. Rask, you watch as the head of seventy five walks up to the side of a parapet. He stands very tall. You can see him easily now as he stepped forward from the center of this tower. Shoot him! And you see him peer down at everyone. He peers down at Nine Ateru and Robert. Just as the entire top of the tower erupts in a violent explosion and flame, all of the wood and stone that makes the top of the tower just explodes. You watch as 75 disappears in these flames, and you see the top of the tower start to crumble. From within your arms, Nine, you hear Robert go, My name is Robert, you piece of shit. What is your name? Nine. You're under arrest. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, do that. You're under arrest. Because I'm a cop. I love that for us. <laughs> Everybody else, Risk, do you do anything with your round? Yeah, it's on my round. Yeah. The tower is crumbling from the top down, correct? Yes. I do my best, and I'm not really vocally able to, as we've, as you've seen. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be like, yeah, you hear Reyes call from the sniper location as you look up and you see the, the crumbling tower at nine. It is not your turn as you feel uh, Robert go, pig dog, you will never take me alive. And he tries to struggle against you. Go ahead and roll a strength check. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's a 20. <laughs> He's a halfling. He Dirty 20. He doesn't go anywhere. He feels my grip tighten, yeah. and he can no longer move. <laughs> you, are, you are quite strong. This is not my favorite hug. No, no, not indeed. I'm going to... Hold on. Uh, by any chance, could you let me go? Yes? Would would it be possible? Yes? We? Oui? It would be great. You would be my new best friend. Thank you. Ah, uh, no. You need to come with me, and we're running. Ah, well, I believe you're... Your pig dog friend. Well, maybe pig dog friend. The group gets tighter. 
Oh, I think he's dying. He is dying. Don't worry about him in a moment. You do not have a moment. I'm taking off as fast as I can toward Rayisk because he still has Walker. As you are crushing him and running with both of them, I guess? Yep. Once again, Robert goes, "Mm, My name is Robert. Your friend is a strange one. Tell him that I saved his life for his very strange behavior. And he does lay on hands for one hit point. (laughs) That's great. I had already rolled my death save. It was a two. It was a two? Yeah. Yeah. Robert gives you one fucking hit point and saves you from death. That's good, because that wasn't going to go well. I don't know why that you would stab him and then save him, but thank you. You're still under arrest. Your friend is um, an interesting person. Unaware. Do I make it back to Rayisk? Am I I avoiding Debris? Yeah, you do. You do it. You move away. You get out from under it. I hate you every time you say Debris. As the rocks clump, fall down. Uh, you, you run away, and Aderu comes to, you are yanked out of this quiet, gray... There it is! ...empty spot, this empty space, back to real life, where things hurt, and you are in a lot of pain, and, uh, you are face-to-face with a constricted and uncomfortable Robert. There just gives him the stink eye. I... Rayesk, Nine joins you, holding this parcel... <laughs> Uh, I get close enough, and bonus action, uh, Walker does his thing, and we all get temporary hit points. Okay. Needed that help. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got close. That's another five. Yeah. You see his face flash a bunch of colors, uh, just just waves of color, as he goes, Why did you bring him? As you say that, a musket ball plinks off of the tower uh, near you guys, and you guys all sort of duck undercover as you hear the soldiers that were that have repelled down the tower go. They have Get him, Robert! Get them, Robert! Quick, take take them out. Go. And I raise the rifle and ready another shot. Let him go. I'm taking them both back to Vivaldi. Go. Nine. We will not survive the reinforcements. Is better. Let's him go. And Adairu takes his hat. Because you said he has a hat. <laughs> you always have a hat. Yours has been described as a helmet or head wrap. He doesn't have a hat anymore. Now Adairu has a hat. You took Robert's hat? Yes. I didn't put you down. <laughs> you primacy pick. You, you, you son of a bitch. You, how dare you? Fuck you. No, give me my hat. It is a fantastic musketeer hat with the one end bent up and the big long feather. It is the biggest most extravagant purple feather you've ever seen. You have no idea what animal this would have come off of, but it had to have been richly dyed. You imagine the feather's worth more than you make in a week. You primacy big dog! I'll kill you! I will stab you again! Give me my knife! Give me my knife! Let me go! Release Robert! Robert, take your men and flee. No. No. You guys keep talking. Oh, also I laid down. (laughs) Side note. I laid down. <laughs> Learning! <laughs> I imagine you went fully into the sniper's roost, which has gun holes. You have advanced cover, whatever the fuck they call it. Full cover, I think. Like, they, they need to roll an at 20 to hit you at this stage. Well, that's not good enough, Jay. <laughs> Prone's not gonna help you. <laughs> Jeff is laying down in the gun slit. <laughs> I'm, li- <laughs> I'm doing what... 
Can they not hit me? Full cover means they literally can't hit me. I'm doing that. Whatever it takes to get full cover in between my shots, that's what I'm doing. You can do that with disadvantage on all of your attack rolls. You're doing the firing above, like, not putting your head up. That's what you're doing. No, 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 no. I peek out. I, can, I have movement. I peek out. Okay. <laughs> shoot. Then go into full cover. Go, go for that. That's fine. Nine. Uh, <laughs> Risk, if you stay here, they're going to overtake you. Let's go. The maker nine wishes you to sleep now. No. <gasps> God damn it. Robert's like, why does this feel like it has weight to it? Why does this moment feel important? <laughs> We're going back. Nine. Let's go. We will not survive. This is a lot of talking. I take off. I keep up holding on to him. There's nothing you can do. He is right, you know. You can try and break grapple. I can. I'll, I'll try it again. Fuck you. Robert, Robert, Robert struggles. He rolled a four. Let me go. Yeah, no. <laughs> he struggles again. Like, I will stab you. I will kill you and your family. You primacy pick. And then he goes like, totally like relaxed. He's like, let's talk. We can talk about this. <laughs> let me go. Let me go. He is right. My men will come for me. They are very loyal. And uh, you let me go. And uh, I will say, uh, no sweat, no problem. We, we're not good. How about this? Have them stand down, and I'll let you go. I fired another shot, 14. You see a man go down. The moment you go down, though, one of them held his action, fires at you. Sick. Uh, what's your armor class? It's 14. Does it hit me? They do immediately try to shoot you in the face when you poke your head up, and it's real narrowly misses. It shoots, like, right next to the hole that you're firing out of. Uh, nat 20, intimidate. Okay. I grip him tighter. Still. Tell them to stand down. You, you will have to let me have some air so that I can yell loud enough. Loud enough. I listen up. Please just thank you. Men! This is Robert! Save yourselves! Retreat! Go home to your wives and children! They have caught me fair and square! And I am their fucking problem now! Happy? Yes! Let's go! You see, Reyes? peering up you see a lot of men very confusedly like reloading their guns like no and you see like one of them who seems to be like the second command grabs one by the shoulder and you just vaguely hear it's like and uh you see them turn tail and run into the woods yeah i'm doing this whole cover fire thing i'm sticking to it sure keep firing at him okay roll yeah just like just to keep him running you know what i'm saying uh and robert says i would like you not to shoot my men in the back Take a dog. I'm like reloading, getting ready, raising it up. They're done. I'm going to step in front of Rask. You said you were done. Let's go back. I rage. And Adair is going to fight Nine's grapple on Robert. You guys start to hear uh, the sound of soldiers running across the field trying to get to you guys. It seems that Vivaldi has caught wind of where Nine is. You see both Roca and uh, like Rask through one of the peoples. You see that a bunch of platoon soldiers are heading your way, but they've got a long way to run. Roll your checks, guys, as he tries to break the ground. Uh, 18. Adair is going to talk to Nine. Nine, you need to trust me. Look at Rask. See how they treat him. 19 plus 2. <laughs> this man is shit. But he is not primacy shit. His day will come. And I will let his blood from his neck. But it is not today. I would like to see you try. <laughs> I would like to see you try. Bring it. Go right ahead. Any other day? I'm waiting. I was very busy today. I have been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, you would not have caught me so off guard. Indeed. But today? Tackled me. It's been a rough morning. It is, it's been a lot. 
I do not have my clips. <laughs> Consider this a warning, eh? You know, I'll let you go today, but tomorrow, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Tomorrow, I kill you. You primacy pig dogs, I kill you. I start making my way back to Vivaldi. Did she break free or no? Sorry. Yeah, no, she won. No. She won. Wow. I sense a problem in the paradise. Uh, I, I work for the king of Valeria. Anyone who helps me would get paid a ransom in gold. I am quite loved at home. Do I need to make the grip tighter again? No, I'm good. It's fine. Okay. And then he tries to break free again. I aid. He's a dumbass. Oh, shit. I aid. Oh, shit. <laughs> he didn't help me break him free. I'm going to try to help him break him free. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. What'd you get, Nine? <laughs> it's an 18. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> Fuck you. Plus two? <laughs> oh my god. You just... You let me go, you piece of shit, you primacy pig dog, you robot junk. <laughs> Fuck you had your dice, Ryan. <laughs> nah, this is a real good day for me, and I'm pretty stoked about it. I, I, I will kill you. I will dismantle you. I will use your pots to make a toilet. Get out of, I'm very go. happy with this die today. We continue to make our way back. We skip this. I'm cutting to, uh, you guys bring him back to Vivaldi. No, Nine does. <laughs> nine drags him and Aderu. <laughs> yeah, nine, nine brings you both back to Vivaldi. You are all immediately given medical attention from the- I hide the hat. You hide the hat. <laughs> it belongs to me. It's a trove of war. You've probably declared war on Robert. My fucking hat. Uh, you guys are immediately given attention. You get a short rest and uh, a little bit of healing from their their medics. Just consider it a long rest. Oh, yeah. We won't necessarily say the time has gone by, but you, you get healed. They make a cage for Robert, and they take control of the situation. Vivaldi gives you a stern reprimand for running across the field when he didn't tell you to, but he's kind of feeling pretty good that his Warforged unit caught and apprehended a Knight of the Golden Rose. So it feels very much like a slap on the wrist. I did feel like that might be the case. Nine, this was incredibly reckless. And I think you are lucky, but thank you for catching him. This will be... This is a cherry on top of the day. It was very lucky. Seth and Halor were very helpful in Robert's capture. Your metal creature here is impressive. Granted. In the end there, Halor was not so helpful in bringing him back. Is this true, Halor? Of course not. I sieged the tower myself. Who do you think brought the man to the ground? Though without Nine, we would not have secured the capture, it is true. No, I, I did see. You You are insane. Uh, <laughs> it's like he, he would have 100% seen the whole explosion and everything, like, from afar. So you guys... That's a 22 on my deception, because I did just fucking straight lie to that man. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and roll for him. But that's a great... Yeah, not. Nah. I know I lose that roll, but I did it. I rolled real great at the beginning of the session, and it has gone to nothing above 10 for a while. Poor Robert. Fucking Ryan stealing all our dice. I will happily <laughs> take them. I know, man. He's got all the hot rolls right now. I love this, though. This played out very interesting to me. Uh, I didn't expect for you to capture Robert. I love it, though. You're welcome. Hello, here to fuck up everyone's plan. It's in the aftermath. You guys have moved your men into what's left of the tower. They've started to shore up. Surprisingly, as men showed up to try to sift through the rubble and look for survivors, one, you found that Eric and what was left of the platoon, he had, he had like, gone halfway up, and he brought everyone back down. He's like, 
We're fine. We're fine. It's good. Uh, good to see you guys, though. We could not get out. The door was fucking stuck. Fred has three fucking broken legs, and Eric's like, nah, man, we solid. We solid. Yeah. And then <laughs> as the search continues, eventually this large pile of rubble that had fallen toward the west side of the tower shifts and moves, and a beaten, battered, and pissed off 75 climbs out of it. God damn it. Is it pissed off, though? Because, like, this one... Does it have emotions like, like Nine does? So like- Where? Where did they go? Where is the enemy? I captured him. You captured him? Yes. It appears that our smaller friend could do what you could not. Seth helped, but yeah, we brought him in. As you guys sort of gang out on him and Adaru talks, he looks up at Adaru and you watch his fucking lights grow a fierier red. Good job. And then he just turns and trudges away, like angrily, yes. Jeff, angrily. This thing is showing emotion. Just to be sure that I understand as Rayesk sure. what's going on. I rolled an insight of 18 on on this Rayesk. other possession. You know that the older the Warforged unit, the more they tend to get quirky. And uh, a lot of them are like dismantled at a certain point because they become unusable. It appears that 75 has developed one of these quote-unquote personalities, kind of like you see in 9. But his personality is Primacy Goon. Uh, Jeff, Jeff can smell blood, and I can smell weakness. So, uh, there it says, uh, perhaps next time you will be quicker. Better luck. 70-something. Alright, I'll roll my death saves. (laughs) (laughs) I will be right back. I'm going to find my gun rats. And he starts sifting through the rubble. (laughs) Yeah. So we're all together at this stage. And Adairu managed to make it through the part where Nine gave him up, right? I bullshitted my way through that, yes. Yeah. I want to, whenever the situation arises, I want to take him and pull him aside. Sure. And talk to him. What's happening right now is that you guys are taking the tower, you guys take up the trenches, you guys kind of, you know there's Valerians in the area, so Vivaldi and Foe and Roca are, like, organizing everything. Unless directly ordered, Reyes does absolutely none of that. He doesn't take the tower, he doesn't look for more soldiers. Yeah, it's fine. He, nobody's actually or- ordering you. <laughs> I'm setting a scene, bro. Calm down. Uh, The men start getting together, and a lot of the ones in the trenches, mostly the men that you fought with, you guys all vote to take the trench rather than the tower since all the work and the people are in there. All the fucking higher-ups are going to the tower. And you guys have, like, an impromptu celebration, or at least the men start up, like, an impromptu celebration down in the trenches that you guys took. A wild flask appears. Yeah, a wild flask appears. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so that's where we are as you guys uh, are getting situated in the trench. Yeah, I drink from my flask. I don't drink from the nice one he gave me. I drank from the old one I had before. The nice one I gave you got emptied in 3.2 seconds flat. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing in that one. <laughs> yeah, you you chugged, you you butt chugged that one, bro. Yeah, I chugged it. I chugged it hard. So that's why I drank from the other one. Also, I don't need everybody seeing the nice flask I got. I don't trust people. Is that established? Fair. Fair. <laughs> Super distrustful, yeah. But lore could take it from you again. One might say you have issues. One might. One might. What do you do, Risk? Several might. Yeah, I do that, and uh, then I take whatever opportunity that arises, if one does, to pull Halor away from people. To have a word. And I assume your silence means that a moment arises. What do you need from me? Sounds like you guys' problem. Cool. How do you approach it? How do you approach it? As one who doesn't really like to speak much... I think he would come and, like, tap you on the shoulder and then, like, kind of, like, wave you over, like, follow me. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that sets enough of the scene. How drunk are people currently, Jay? What are we looking at setting-wise? It's just beginning. The celebration has sort of just begun. You see uh, Eric milling around and patting people in the back, and they're all celebrating their various victories and kills and survival of the day, because they all pretty much thought they had been chosen for a fucking suicide mission. Okay, so nosy bitch is over there, so we're going to go with not that way. Sure, yeah. Also, I'm choosing a point in time where it would be least noticeable for us to go away, right? I am specifically avoiding Eric, because he's a nosy bitch. Sure. That's all. That was, that yeah. was all. Sure. We'll roll an investigation check for Eric while you guys have your conversation. <laughs> Reyes does whatever Reyes does, and uh, I nod. Yeah. I speak his language. I nod. <laughs> My hackles raise, and I nod. I can't change colors. Sorry, bud. I only got two-thirds <laughs> of the language. You know, you're doing your best. We walk off to the side. Hello! And Hello, where are you? Once Reyes. we're away from people. Halor! Hey, hey guys, have you seen Halor? <laughs> Nat 20 for stealth, Halor is gone. Yeah, he rolled a six, man. He's just calling out to the night. Halor's skin in a moment does change color, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I look at you and I say... I... I saw what you did back there. You're not who you say you are. And to be honest, I don't care, but... Keeping me in your good graces for this secret you're keeping may take more than drinks. We have fought side by side. You have done well by me in these battles. But it is clear you're not Halor. Or if you are, you don't care about the primacy. Uh, Halor reaches into his bag and pulls out a very decorative bottle of something. It is obviously some sort of expensive-looking alcohol, because Halor knows that Reisk hasn't really had anything good lately, at least as far as he's seen. And uh, Halor doesn't give it to Reisk. He pulls it out, and he shows it to Reisk, and then he retracts it away. That feeling you just felt, that need... That pain that you need to quiet. That pain goes beyond you, friend. It goes to many outside of the primacy. That is their grasp on the world. It's that pain you feel in your soul that you seek to darken with spirits in your your powders. I seek to take away that darkness. You don't seem to understand. I owe them no favors, but their leash on me is tight. There is no escape from the primacy, and especially not the apotheosis. So oh, do what you will. Welcome to Yoonphone. But Hi, welcome to Yoonphone. Hi. Welcome to Yoonphone. Do you need to Hi, do you need to answer that? Welcome to Yoonphone. Fucking Welcome to Yoonphone. It's fine. You have all of my time that you need, friend. <laughs> he presses it. Hi. Welcome to Yoonphone. Here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Yoonphone right now. Hey there, tavern goers. I hope you're enjoying today's adventure. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if you like or are listening to our show, that you are what could be called a tabletop fan. And with that being the case, I figure it's probably a safe assumption that you either play in or run a game yourself. So, if that sounds like you, 
boy, have I got the Twitch show for you. Every other Wednesday, the same Wednesday these episodes release, at twitch.tv backslash Torchlit Tavern, we discuss the finer points of playing and running a game. Topics like world building, character voice, and many others, with guests from within and without the podcast. Come join the conversation and talk with us about whatever imaginary nonsense we're talking about. That's No Dice at Torchlit Tavern's Twitch channel. Join us there and have some fun. Stupid fucking phone. I just like when you speak of their leash, the thing knows. Any leash can be broken, friend. Any leash at all. It is a matter of knowing what may cut through it. The only thing that cuts my leash is my death, and I am not racing towards that at this stage. Neither are you living, my friend. You are a tragedy between. You have been ripped away from life by the primacy, and you are held above death by such a simple leash. One of many tragedies of the primacy. I do not care if you wish to roar against them. Ensure that your fight does not endanger me. And if you have a way to hide from them, use it. I hide under the guise of their champion. At least so far until Nine opened its mouth. I'm concerned about that. We'll have to speak with it later. It shows an interest I did not anticipate. You have planted something inside of it. As that seed grows, it hurts you. Yes. Like a root destroys the mortar. I like to hope that maybe it is like the thorn on a bush of berries. And perhaps I simply need to collect the fruit more carefully. Even the good berry grows on a bush of thorn. Wow. So you guys just won at D&D. Why? Like those, just like back to back, just fucking solid lines. Uh, <laughs> I think if I let you go any longer, you just go fuck it up. You got anything else to say to each other? <laughs> fuck you, fish. Good luck. <laughs> Come, my friend. Let us ease your burden tonight. Give me your flask. And uh, Adairu uses his hopefully expensive whiskey that he stole from that town that he murdered. Oh, yeah. He fills Raisk's shitty flask. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I take that. I nod, and we walk back. Hello! Hello! Around a corner, he comes into the trench, and he's like, Nine, have you seen Hello? No! Really? He doesn't want to celebrate with us. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Nine. Yes. You got involved. I did. Well done. I heard about it. Everybody needed help, so I helped. Fantastic. You did that without orders. Yes. It's interesting. Halor once told me that sometimes I need to think for myself. Did he know? Good job. Thank you. You're an interesting bunch, you know that? Okay. <laughs> come, come, let's find Halor. We're having a party. We we took an un untakeable bastion with a handful of men. Let's go. Let's find this 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 loser. He's hiding from the party. Okay. By the time that Eric turns around 
Rayisk, I don't know about Halor, but I know that Rayisk could easily pass whatever type of fucking stealth check I need to. Rayisk is sitting, drinking from his flask, with, like, not with the men, but, like, in view of the men. <gasps> Growth. No, no, no. Simply in view of. Simply in view of. Next to. Adjacent to. <laughs> if they approach, he will walk further away. <laughs> I mean, still growth. So some of the men, uh, as you guys come back, immediately they go, Hello! Come, come, come here, drink with us! You saved our lives! Yeah, Hello does. Hello does. And he uses whatever, what little is left. Look at this bottle I found. Let us empty it. And uh, whatever didn't go in Rayisk's flask goes to the men. I don't know how big Rayisk's flask was. Usually it's not a whole bottle. You guys start to party it up. At one point, Eric comes up to Rayisk as well. He's got himself... We don't know where he keeps getting booze, but Eric seems to have Halor's talent for having and procuring it. Maybe it's a barbarian thing. I haven't read the class in a long time. Uh, Yeah, we come with liquor proficiency. (laughs) There's a free feat barbarians get called Liquor in the Back, and we just always have access to booze. <laughs> liquor in the, the back, poker in the rear. I think that you brew it in your scroach or something. In you your scroach? Just piss it out every morning. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Every time we rage, we exude liquor. There you go. Reyes, Eric comes up to Reyes and goes, Hey, Seth, come on. I, I know you're not into this, but we all did great. As he approaches and speaks... Rayist's eyes narrow, <laughs> as if to say, what the fuck do you oh. want? <laughs> calm calm the, the skin tone. Seems aggressive. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do the skin, too. What's the skin? Yeah, what's the skin look it's like? It's Halor colors! Well, it's Eric's colors. It's, no, no, no. This is textured, spiny, purple triangles. Hold on, I'm writing this down. Textured, spiny, purple. That's a lot. It's a lot of adjectives. Triangles. Okay, I'm assuming that because he's a himbo, this means horny. So, <laughs> Eric comes up. I'm following behind Eric at this point as well. Fantastic. He, he rolls up on Seth, and he's like, Seth, I, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I'll, I'll leave. I just, I wanted to say thank you for uh, taking out that sniper tower. Single-handedly, I might add. It was amazing to see. His skin changes to blue and black hexagonal pattern. But he lowers his hands. He holds out another bottle. He's like, seems like these are being passed around. I don't know what's in this one. Looks good, though. Uh, I came with a couple gifts. I've heard Halor tell you that running off alone gets you in trouble. I've heard you discuss. It look, looks like you're very talented at sneaking, but if you're going to be our scout, I just thought I might help. And uh, he, he unties a cloak that he has wrapped around his waist. He's not wearing it the way he should. As he unties it, you realize that it's made out of a cat bear pelt, and he hands it to you. You'll, you're definitely going to get more use out of it than me. He goes to, like, a yellow S-shaped patterning and cautiously takes it. And cautiously takes the bottle, takes a swig out of it, takes a big giant swig out of it. This isn't a gift. This is just me handing the tool to the proper user. I Give it back someday, please. It's, a uh, magic. I catch Eric's eye out of the corner, and I just, I give him a thumbs up. Oh, thanks. Uh, Not subtle. Reyes slowly <laughs> nods, and you see a red, red spots go across his skin. He kind of relaxes what would be his brow. His eyes aren't so slit anymore. Sure. As I'm looking at him. And if you appreciate the gift, join us. Let's talk. Let's share adventures. That's what this is for. This moment, camaraderie. This is one of those times when you don't have to be... Alone. He stands up, 
and leans in and he goes, Don't like to talk like to be alone. Do you like to listen? And he slowly nods. Then I have plenty of stories. Come, don't even have to get too close. Just closer where you can hear my booming voice. Ray steps 30 feet back. <laughs> I'm within range, don't worry. <laughs> Reyes watches him walk and decides how what's the what's the range on that? Marco Paul <laughs> Eric is trying to get everybody together. He wants everybody to uh to enjoy one another's company. Yeah, I get close enough. I'm on the very outside edge of whatever the grouping is. Hey Eric. Yeah. The uh, the drink that you all are taking all the time. What yeah. does that taste like? <laughs> he turns to whoever happens to be near him, a couple of soldiers, and Hlor, if he's there, he's like, you want to see if we can get the robot drunk? Oh, that's not possible, is it? Wouldn't that just be a waste Why of good booze? See if she like it. That I don't know, but we have plenty of booze. They had lots of Valerian wine at the bottom of the tower, so no harm, no foul. Eric takes out, like, a wineskin, and he's like, I don't know if I can explain what a flavor is like. Do you taste? So he hands the wineskin to you. Ready to experiment. I don't believe I can taste either. I think it'll just... I'll just kind of know what it's made out of, maybe? Some might consider that taste. Maybe. I suppose. Uh, I, I tilt it up. And I give it a go. <laughs> uh, this is your character. What is... What happens? What is this? Does this work? It does not. It absolutely does not work. Wait. Wait. Hang on. That's not true. It can work. You have receptors. That's how you tracked. Nine does have taste something. <laughs> she can taste, quote unquote. do something yeah. with her mouth. But like, I'm not like, oh, shit, this is good. It's just like, oh, I kind of like it kind of analyzes it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is probably like fermented berry and other dumb bullshit. But also you give everybody the exact like mm -hmm. flavor notes. Ah, yes. 75 valerian uh from from the valley of blah 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 fruity notes of raspberry and acorn when it first hits your receptors poison i mean i mean yes but <laughs> yes it's, uh, it's, uh... <laughs> uh it doesn't really taste like anything but i do know that it has and i rattle off all these things in it hmm no effect on you then we can try another one you want to know what's in that one get another one but i think do you have a different hole is there a hole for that? Uh, it is at this point Fuck. that Halor approaches. Very rude, my friend. Very what? rude. Oh, sorry. It is, uh, impolite to ask me to butt chunk, Eric. I was not... I wasn't thinking... I wasn't... I mean, sorry. I was thinking, like, in your lubricated area. Oh, this is worse. Again, it's impolite to ask me to butt chunk, Eric. Um... Hmm. Eric, I never asked you to butt chunk. This is really starting to feel like an I'll do it if you do it kind of situation. I mean, I, I'm i uncertain I want to drink with you anymore. Do not drink from his flask. Hey, gentlemen. Gentlemen, we need to get a keg stand going. Hey, somebody go check where the generals are. We're going to start keg standing. Make sure they're not around. Thank you for letting me try this. I hope to be able to actually taste it someday. Yeah, good luck with that. Mental note. Come, Nine. Let us, let us speak of this cannon you worked on. It was quite impressive, the shots oh, you took. thank you. As you say that, you see a couple of soldiers go, Yes! The artillery pillory! <laughs> Nine! Thank you. Amazing what they did, huh? 
uh, as everybody starts to discuss the fight and uh, the events that happened and the crazy shit y'all all pulled uh, as a group, and you guys pass stories around the fire. Do you guys want to do any RP? Uh, so Adira just pulls nine away. Very much the same as uh, fucking Reyes did. Under the guise of looking at a thing about a gun or stuff or whatever. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And the uh, nine, you are aware that uh, you will get me killed if you continue to tell these things that I do to the superiors, yes? And why do you do them? Because it is important. It must be done. For who? For everyone else. Why do you want to taste? Why do you want these feelings, these things that us, those of us who are truly alive have? Why do you seek them? Well, you seem to enjoy them. Do we seem to enjoy all of them? No. Think about the things we do not enjoy. Those things. Those things are the gift that the primacy gives to others. Look at how Reisk suffers under their thumb, pressed under their induced will. I do not like you. You are an abomination. You are a crime against nature. I will not hide that from you. But look at the way those you help, those who are akin to you, treat you. The large behemoth there. And he points off to where 77 went. 75. Your own... I don't care. He can suck a dick. Your own... <laughs> I don't think he can. Your own kind show you disdain. Your superior officers, they do not care for you. Only what you're worth. Even your maker. Your maker has forsaken you. The maker cares for me. Do they? Yes. How many times has the maker spoken to you in the time that I've known you? None. She's busy. We are all busy, Nine. All things that live and breathe and die, and even you things that do not, are all busy. To say that something cares for something is to say that it nurtures it in some way. It desires its well-being. Simply creating something does not mean caring for. When you light something ablaze, you do not care for the fire. You have simply created it, and it does what it will. It does not mean that you care for it. You can care for a fire. Like those men there. And Halar points to people with a campfire. You see those men. You see the one there. He tends it. He cares for it. He keeps it ablaze. Do you see the fire that I lit earlier? No one cared for it. It burnt out. Simply because you are used does not mean that you are cared I use you, but I do not care for you. Look at Reisk. He cares for you. I cannot understand why. Your maker abandoned you. Your maker seeks not to rejoin with you. Your superiors want to use you for things, but treat you like expensive property and nothing more. It disgusts me that I have become more akin to you. But the only thing more disgusting than that is how poorly you are treated by those who created you. Do what you must do, but know that your actions, they may kill me. For men and women and abominations that do not care for your well-being. Hello? Were you there when I was made? No. Did you watch the Maker teach me how to do the things that I know how to do? No. Then I don't think you know how much the Maker cares for me and how much I care for the Maker. Then I warn you, perhaps they are dead. Perhaps. And I would not trust the words of those who so lightly use your maker's name. Of course they will tell you what you need to hear. It is the same way that I attempted to control you when I needed you to listen to me. Because they know that you have no reason to trust them. 
so they exert power over you. The same as did I. Good luck. And uh, Halor goes back to drink with the people if Nine doesn't stop him from departing. I do not. You guys head back and you see that the men uh, are talking. Eric is once again telling some outlandish story of some adventure he's had, as he is prone to do late at night when he's in his cups. Men are laughing. You guys might not be. You guys might be in your own thoughts. But still, drinks are being passed around. It's not a bad night. I'm definitely in my own cups. That's for fuck's sake. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's in some cups. Yeah. His cups are better. Uh, speaking of which, as the fires start to dim, as the night carries on uh, from afar, in a cage you hear, My name is Robert! Somebody bring me some wine? Uh, I loot. Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Atheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayesk, Ryan Santos as Number 9, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have and no designs Jeff on the vast Lisk. empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at breadeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.